almost 25 years ago, Steps line danced their way onto the music scene. They began a whirlwind run of hit singles and sold out concerts filled with fans around the world dancing along to all their routines. But after four years, it abruptly ended with members going their separate ways until the pop legends reunited in 2011. I'm thrilled to have two of them join me today. So here to talk about their lives in the between years after that thing they did and their latest album, please welcome Lisa and H from Steps. Lisa, H, hello. Hi. Hi. Babu, hi. Lovely to speak to you, Genevieve. Thank you for having us. No, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, Lisa, you're joining us from, I think that looks like sunny Dubai. Do you know it's not? I'm actually in the Cotswolds. Look. People can't see this, but you're sitting on a lake. It's very nice. I am. I'm I'm isolating at my my mum's new house. So, um, yeah, I'm getting to do that here in, in a rather lovely part of the world and um, because obviously we're, we're here for our brand new album steps new album is out in three days three days <laughs> well by the time this comes out it'll probably be last week but yes oh okay sorry <laughs> um, and h you are in i presume wales today we are in the middle of a heat wave in Wales and it's literally burny weather out there. So I'm going to be plastering my kids with sun cream later. So it's we, we don't have to feel too jealous of Lisa that she's normally in Dubai since for the last few days we've had actually pretty good weather. No, it's gorgeous. It's lovely to be here catching up with my, with my steppers as we uh, spread the word about our new music. So yeah, it's, you've caught us at an exciting time. So first we have to just take a little moment because it's been a big week. Um, in both your households, as it was the first week of school. Yes. Big school for your twins, H, and even bigger school for your daughter, Lisa. Yes. Do you know, I know it's so it's so lovely, actually, that we've me and H have both been going through through that together. And as you rightly say, so H's lovely twins have, have gone to their school and all excited. And, and my daughter, Star Lily, has just started secondary school in Dubai so I was just so pleased I got to take her on her first day because I, I really I didn't want to miss that milestone and obviously H you know you've had a milestone with the boys so how was her first day? Um, bit emotional for me kind of mixed emotions Aww. one because I just wanted to throw them in there <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to say no, and another one because I wanted to keep them with me you know so, but I you know Aww. I know that they, I have to kind of gradually let the rope you know you know uh, grow a bit longer it's 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 a hard one but max went in running he was super excited but cubby was a little bit apprehensive oh was he so max ran back and he went don't worry cubby i will look after you and i will tell everybody else to look after you Aww. and i went Aah. oh that's adorable but that shows you're doing a great job h so well done because you're Doing a lovely job. Well, that do you know what? That was a glimpse of loveliness. Seriously, because <laughs> that happens five percent of the time. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have kids, but I remember on my first day of school, both both primary and secondary, my mum made me pose for pictures. Oh, I do that. Yeah, of course yes. you do that. Um, oh, I always do that. I was super grumpy as I hate having my picture taken, but how did yours take the photo taking rite of passage? Oh, my children are so used to me. I'm, I've always got my camera. I'm always getting pictures because my dad um, is a photographer. So I grew up like that. You know, we'd be on the way to the airport and, you know, he'd, he'd taken 100 shots already. So I very much grew, grew up to that. But, and so my family always say to me, 
you know, mummy, stop taking so many pictures. And my husband, Johnny, will be like, oh, really? Another picture. But, you know, it, it's, I say, it's, look, it'll take you a second to have this picture and the memory will last a lifetime. So I'm, I'm really glad I, I do insist on taking a lot of photos. One, because I enjoy photography. And also, too, because as you said, when my daughter just started secondary, I had all the pictures of their first day pictures at school from when, when they were going to primary school. So I just, you know, compiled them together and you could see them growing through the, the ages and the stages. And as much as it's emotional to see, you know, it's a really beautiful keepsake. Mm. I, uh, years ago, I um, sort of mark memorable occasions. I saw first days of school, first um, lock of hair, um, saw first star, um, you know, all those kind of milestone moments. I set up email accounts for my kids. And I email them a picture and I write something under them. So when they are old enough, when they're 18, they'll get the passwords and they will know exactly what's happened. Oh, that's lovely. That's, that's such genius. A cool Why idea. did you, you never tell me that? That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's just something I've done for a long time. And you know, because I think it's uh, because they've had their first proper day at school. Um, yeah, it just feels nice to talk about it. So yeah, all of the moments where, and, I, and I've kind of glossed over the tough times. I've said some things like, you were spirited this day, or you were very busy this day. <laughs> That's my word. <laughs> Are you going to continue doing it through, yeah, of course. through late teens and adulthood, where it's like, this is the first night you rolled home drunk. This was the night you were sick in the toilet. Yeah, but they, but they, don't, they don't know about it. So, I mean, I'm telling you now because they, they're old enough not to know, but they, they will find out you know, their passwords when they're older and they'll access all of this information when they're older than. Oh, that's so beautiful. Okay, right, let's get down to business and enter the nostalgia zone. So uh, let's rewind almost 25 years ago now before 15 million album sales, 14 consecutive top five hits and a million concert ticket sales. And you two were in the original Steps. I say original when Steps was also made up of Derek, Maddie and Mitch. Oh, wow. You're going deep, straight in there. You're going balls deep. Wow. <laughs> um, and then auditions were held to form the band, as we know and love it. But you were only signed for one song. And I think I read somewhere that you were only earning like £30 a week at the time. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprise but. Genevieve you've done your homework what's going on wow that can't be true is that true <laughs> yeah it's it's true. no actually no we were earning 50 pounds a week it was 50 40 of that went on rent, rent and we had 10 pounds a week to live on food I used to buy a bag of potatoes no frills uh tuna flakes and ketchup and I lived on that for I don't even know how long a year wow <gasps> Oh, yes, because I, I actually lived with H and Lee in the early days, and that's what used to make us. Yeah, because that's all we could afford. <laughs> that's, that's what we had, yeah. So basically, we lived on £10 a week yeah, because know, £40 pounds went on our rent. That's how cheap rent was back then. I know, and that was in London. But, but it's funny because it's almost like, you know, when, when you just said that about um, the original steps, because we've been steps, as everyone knows us, for 24 years, you know, it, it, it almost surprises me. It comes as a surprise again when you say that because it was such a long time ago. And basically, as you rightly said, you know, there, there, there were five um, members of Steps originally, myself and HR, uh, the original two members. And we did go through a different creative process with three other people. But 
it just it just wasn't to be and we were we were very much we would embrace pop music you know me and h are massive pop fans anyway and um i think you know they they, they had different tastes in, in music um and so we actually re-auditioned and that's when we discovered and we found claire faye and lee and we became the steps as everybody knows us today. So um, I don't even know the timing, you know, that original steps. We weren't we, we weren't together for very long. And obviously now we've gone on and it, it was it was the right people. It was the right fit, the right personalities, you know, the, the right voices. And we've we blended together to become steps as, as you know, us today. Yeah. And your debut hit, of course, was five, six, seven, eight. And I love the fact that it was never actually a top 10 hit, but stayed in the top 40 for, for three months, which is amazing. Um, and then you got your record deal and Steps just became massive. You should hit after hit. You had dolls of yourselves. You jetted off around the world. What was the moment when you first realised we've made it? I think there are lots of moments in the early days where, you know, they pinch me moments and you and you you realize that you're living your dream. You know, moments for me that stand out are, you know, being on top of the pops for the first time or being on the cover of Smash Hits, you know, the Smash Hits Paul Winners Party. Things that are part of your childhood and, you know, part of your bedroom wall when you're growing up and then suddenly you're on stage with, you know, all these people that, that you love and adore. So, you know, moments like that are, are really magical and they really stand out for me. Lisa, what about you? Do you know it's it's just it's it's almost like seeing it as a third person and listening to H and his experiences, which obviously echo echo mine. And um, it's so it's so strange, really. It's almost a bit surreal because when I look back on videos of the early days and the performances that we've done, and it's almost like looking at another person. You know, it's really strange because we've been so blessed that our careers have so far lasted 24 years within steps and obviously you know it is is continuing um that yeah it's it's i guess it's like looking at an old school photo album isn't it when when you look back um and it's really beautiful and everything's documented and now everything's on on youtube and and what have you so i think you know that's what's so lovely that even though we may have forgotten certain elements because we've done so much we've achieved so much over the years um, you know, the, the most beautiful thing is we can now show it to our children. And that that's that's what I cherish. I, I love that. Was it, I guess, kind of a bit of a blur then? Did you really have time to to enjoy or appreciate any of it? Because you were you were just flat out either touring or recording or promoting an album. I think a lot of it is a blur. Um, you know, we worked so intensely. I mean, our workload was just uh, immense, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, we sometimes we didn't know what country we were waking up mm -hmm. in it was literally that busy do, do you remember when you went on stage and you said hello taiwan and we were in japan no that's just an example there you go. <laughs> anyway carry on as you were <laughs> but, no, but the workload that we achieved in you know the five years that and we were initially together you know we did more in that five years that people do it in a lifetime so like earlier on, I said there are key moments that stand out to me. You know, a lot of it is just, you know, it's a haze. You know, it was just, we were living our dreams. You know, we, we'd wanted this for so long and it was happening and being in the moment was just so incredible. But a lot of it, yeah, it is. It's this hazy blur. 
Lisa, I'm not sure if you've blanked or blurred this out of your memory, but you were a bit of a bad girl because you were cautioned by police in Dublin. She still is. Yeah, that, nothing's changed. I, I've still got, um, I've still got, yeah, fire in, uh, fire inside. Still well, got a record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I don't have a record. For, for the record, I don't have a record. But yeah, look, you know, I, I am, I'm fun, I'm fun living, um, and that's, you know, that's why I was always known as, as, as party steps. And I'm going to enjoy this experience, and I've, I've been enjoying it from, from day one, and will continue to, you know, make the most out, out of life. And, and I think we, we work hard, and you know, you have to enjoy the you know the downtime and so oh gosh so ba- basically we were in Ireland we were there for the MTV awards and we'd been to the awards it was all televised and then me and Steps we got jumped on the tour bus with our records company I remember and I you know we were young we were in our 20s and we were like you say we were touring the world and just having all these incredible experiences and for some reason we we had this thing where every time we went to a new country everyone would say right Lisa you know we're in a new country you've got to moon so we <laughs> we had this thing where I'd moon all over the world and we have we happened to be in it was Dublin wasn't it I believe yeah it, it was, was Dublin. um and uh yeah so you know first time there so right come on Lisa you know you know what 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 we do so I am um, a quick cheeky little moon out, out of the tour bus window and it was an undercover police car. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and this siren, yeah, this this man reached out, put put a siren on top of the car, and pulled us over and fog marched on onto the tour bus. Who was that? Whose bottom was that? <laughs> <laughs> Did they do a lineup? <laughs> yeah, a bottom a bottom lineup. So I like sank in my seat, um, and I had to own up because you know I, I well I, that's that's the kind of person I am. I didn't want hate or anyone else taking the taking the blame. So yeah, I said it. It was me. H, you should have been chivalrous and taken the blame. Everyone's seen my ass, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, and so, the, yeah, they, um, they, you know, they took me off the tour bus with my record company, the label, the boss, and I was so Tina. Do you remember her, H? Yeah, I do. So yeah. I was mortified because I was like, oh god, am I going to, you know, get fired? Am I going to get get the sack and steps? Um, and they basically cautioned me, um, and they said I had a nice bottom. <laughs> Fine. that's all right then <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I've, I've grown out of that phase you'll be glad to hear <laughs> um the band caught quite a bit of flack I guess because steps came during the cool Britannia yeah. era and Britpop was massive and so the cool DJs in inverted commas dismissed you as one hit wonders but your songs just perform so well in the charts which is a testament to your fans yeah and if you compare us to all of those Brit bands we're the only ones still going. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Yeah, I mean, after, in fact, the only other band that are still doing what we do is Take That, really. You know, after, after like, like you said earlier, um, our anniversary is 25 years next year. There's no other band that's still together and releasing records and selling our arenas. So yeah. that's all we have to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what, what I would add is that I think we, you know, we always felt that we had to, prove ourselves and you know it was it wasn't easy for us to um have radio plays and things like that tvs um you know were were very positive because i think we were so visual as a band with all the dance routines which obviously we still are Mm. but um i think now we're at a really lovely stage where we don't feel the need to prove ourselves anymore and the critics have stopped you know being critics because you can't deny the you know the success that we've had and the stats as you said you know at the beginning um so we're in a really lovely place because 
we can just sit back and enjoy it. And our fan base are incredible. They've been, you know, amazingly supportive. And they've, you know, just kept us wanted. They, they just wanted us to keep coming back and new music. And, you know, it's because of them that we are here doing all this again. So massive thank you to everybody listening. And of course, Steps started at a time when there wasn't really any mass usage of the internet. It, was, it wasn't invented. <laughs> Let's be honest. There is no internet. There is no social media. No, it wasn't. So, you know, we, we've seen massive changes. You know, technology has evolved. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it is a different world to to what you know how we started out. But we do we embrace all those changes because again, you can get instant feedback from the fans if yeah. we're releasing a new song and what have you, or you know when we're going on tour trying to decide which songs should be on our set list. You know, we've probably got a four or five hour show and we need to make that into a two hour. So we we look at the streaming charts and see which songs are performing really well. So um, it's a, you know it's a, it's a great tool and um, yeah just so many changes in those twenty four years. With hindsight, are you glad that social media didn't exist back then? Especially you know Twitter trolls now. How do you think you would have coped with that? Well, like I said, I think I think there's you know there's pros and cons. I've just just mentioned you know all the advantages and you know we're here talking to you. We're all in different parts of the world and we're you know being able to talk to you through technology so there are definitely a lot of advantages um and i i think because we are of an era where you know our, our fans they they didn't have access there wasn't internet they they weren't on social media so for, for us it's that's not really um i think we you know we're, we're in a good place with that because it's it's not our culture if you know what i mean i think new artists now mm. coming out with with the pressures of social media um, I think I think that that must be a lot harder. Yeah, I think that you know the there are artists that have been very vocal about you know mental health awareness hmm. and their struggle with uh, social media and the trolls. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm speaking on my for myself. I don't know if I would have handled it very well, if I'm honest. Um, especially as uh, a gay man, I was. Um, I wasn't out and proud back then, so I th- I think I would have found it very hard um, with all of the comments and all of the you know the outing and the trolling. So I think I would have found it very hard back then. Mm. Um, last question in this nostalgia section: True or false? In the video for Deeper Shade of Blue, you're all marching at the end of the video because Lisa didn't know the routine, so H shouted march and they left it in. <laughs> no, that wasn't the reason they left it in but I, for some reason I did take it upon myself to shout out March. The, the moves March I remember <laughs> but, but I have to say in my defence if anyone forgot the routine it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been me <laughs> no actually no but I think maybe I, no, I think we'd re-choreographed that at the time and maybe for some reason it was in my head so I think I was shouting out March stop Left arm. I don't know what, why. I don't know why. But it looked really good, didn't it? And I, I think, um, I think that that video is iconic. Anyway, I think you know it stands up and it stands the test of time. But um, there's just something about that video. I love it. It's one of our favourites, and I'm super proud of that. And I do. I remember H saying March, and you know we we, we all did. And I, I think it looked really good. It, it, it was a, it was a great result. <laughs> okay, it's time to leave the nostalgia zone and enter what I like to call the latter zone, otherwise known as life after that thing I did. Okay. 
I won't dwell on it too much, but of course the band split in 2001. Oh, you're going to dwell on it. Go on. <laughs> when HU and Claire resigned. Um, and previous guests I've spoken to on the podcast, like Anthony Costa from Blue and Chesney Hawks, have commented about how after their band split or they were dropped from their record label, they felt a bit lost afterwards and didn't get any support, especially from their management to help them with, I guess, essentially the feelings of loss that they were experiencing at the time. Was that the same experience for you, Lisa? It was for me because H took the manager. <laughs> <laughs> so when 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 we split, which was um, I always say to H still hurts, still painful. <laughs> get over the bridge and get over it. <laughs> well, I have, and that's why we've got a new album. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, seriously, I think you know it was a very difficult time, and of course, you know, we've all talked about it. It was well documented. We've had a TV show. We needed to discuss it in order to to move on, but. Yeah, you know, H and Claire, um, they they kept the team and the management and the beauty team and everything. So for them, they they still had that support network. And yeah, I think that's why it was um, super hard for me, Faye and Lee, because yeah, I remember waking up. We, I think we just played Manchester Arena. I remember waking up the next day and the realisation hit me. I'm not in a pop group anymore and I don't have a manager and I don't have a job and I don't know... I, I just I'm I, I felt completely lost as well so I do relate to that um and I felt scared and worried thinking what well what do I do now because uh, because I wasn't expecting it so um yeah that, that was a, a very difficult time where I really had to find inner strength um and you know kind of work through it and I actually wrote that's when I wrote my my solo album and I went I went knocking on all the record company doors I didn't have a manager um, and I secured, you know, a solo deal. So, and I've got my solo album that my kids love and that, you know, I, I, I can show them and play to them. So I, I think, you know, for me, I kind of worked through it through a creative process, which is, you know, which I'm really proud of, actually. But me and H, you know, we, we've had very open and honest talks about this. And I think because H acknowledges that it was um, maybe not, you know, not done in, in, in the best way, you know, and I and I I love him dearly. You know, he's he's one of my best friends. So it, there was a time where we we didn't talk for probably I think it was about two years. And I remember it was H's birthday, and I I really reached out to him and I said, "Happy birthday, H." Oh, I'm getting emotional. Uh, and I said, "Um, you you know, you still make me smile." Um, and so that was it. It kind of it just got us talking and communicating again, and we you know reignited our friendship because we we've always had a super super close bond which mm. thankfully you know we still enjoy today well <laughs> well <laughs> scrap, scrap that scrap that Here, here's the real story no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> so so after the split you all did different things you both release music Lisa as you just mentioned you had a solo um, album as well but um but Lisa you also had an MTV show oh. Totally Scott Lee which was one of the first warts and all reality TV shows following a showbiz family I think certainly the first British made one after the Osbournes that I can remember but I mean you were like the Kardashians three years before the Kardashians <laughs> became Kardashians own that own it <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't know if I'd put it like that, but but you know, again, look, I'm I'm you know I'm not proud of Total Scott Lee. Actually, I really didn't enjoy it, <laughs> but I like I like the fact that you know I, I I was able to have an MTV series. You know that that's pretty cool, and for some reason, 
fan, you know, the fans still talk about it and still watch it and still enjoy it and make references to it. And I just wish it would go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's iconic, though. That they come, that there were so oh. many like one-liners from it. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm guessing you watched it then, H. <laughs> And actually, not all of it, but I remember going to support you at the launch of it. Do you remember it was, yeah. it was in uh, Sound of Leicester Square? I'm sure it was. Was it there? Yeah. I, do you know what? I probably was, but that that is a, a bit of a blur to me, for yeah. sure. But yeah. do you know what? It was before, um, like you said, it was one of the first reality shows, and they really they went for the jugular in, yeah. in you know, at the time. They wanted yeah. warts and all, yeah. and they edited things in such a way to make you look, you know, in a completely different light. So it, it wasn't fair. It really wasn't. Yeah, and the thing is, you know me, H. You you know the real me. You've known me for twenty four years, but um, I I think also it's a different time now. And as H, you know, mentioned earlier, because of people's mental health. Um, you know, I, I do think that I was definitely taken advantage totally. of and I was naive. And of mm. course, you know, I didn't I didn't have that that management that I needed to have, um, you know, from our original steps management. So I didn't have that that support and that experience and expertise. Um, yeah, you know, I felt like I was thrown under, under a bus, really. And I don't know if that would be allowed now in today's society, which is which is a great thing because things have moved on and, and people you know that there is that aftercare and rightly so as well because we've all seen victims of of these reality tv shows and thankfully i have a very supportive loving husband johnny who's been there you know right from the early days of steps he was one of our first original dancers um he was there before steps became steps before we had number one's fame and fortune and what have you so you know he he definitely helped through through that that chapter and just having a great family family support really but yeah i wouldn't want to do it again they 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 asked me actually to do a second series and and go to australia and and things like that i mean i just said no i this 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 is too painful i can't i can't do it's this not worth it no yeah. mm. And then in 2011, you relocated to Dubai. Yeah. And three years later, you opened a performing arts school with your husband, where you're the principal, and it's going great guns, which is amazing. It is. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's um. It, funnily enough, it's it is all because of H and Claire and the split. You know, that's the reason I went to Dubai on that Boxing Day. I don't get a cut of it though. I don't get commission. No. 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 You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Boxing Day when we split literally we were all over the headlines we were front page news and I said to Johnny I just need to get out of here we jumped on a plane to Dubai and and that's when I just fell in love with it really and bought property there and, and just wanted to experience living in, in another part of the world new cultures and you know my children have most incredible insight into different you know a different part of of the world so yeah I, I think you know obviously we took the children there we launched our performing arts business called dpa and we've just just um actually launched the first b-tech in performing arts with pearson in the uk over there in dubai so you know we're now in education as well which is amazing because we're i'm you know i feel proud that me and johnny are giving our our expertise and our, our experience and our you know we're passing our passion on to on to the children and the stars of tomorrow that you know what just want to do what we do and, and be successful performers in, in their own right so it's really hard work and it's really rewarding you know it, it really is I just I love seeing 
seeing the passion in, in their eyes and they love seeing me you know I'm, they call me Miss Lisa they love seeing me on stage with steps and releasing new music so it all goes hand in hand really yeah it's lovely some people might not know this but you qualified as a teacher before joining steps so that's it's not right totally yeah. out of the blue for you to be setting up a, a performing arts I should music. say I should say a dance teacher not you know um a teacher of performing arts because when you say teacher it could be it could be um academic but yeah so I went to stage school in London at Italia Conti and um trained there and um, achieved my my teacher qualifications for for teaching dance so the same same as Johnny um and that's why we always had this dream to have our own performing arts school and yeah it's going really well it's it's kind of grown and grown to the to the point where um you know it takes up a lot of my time all of my time but I do enjoy jumping on a plane and then coming back being in steps and um yeah you'll often find me on my email and laptop but you know it's it's a business and it's, it's six days a week so it's really busy but enjoyable yeah and speaking of schools H you went back to school and studied musical theatre at the Royal Academy of Music, and you graduated with a distinction. I know. How did that happen? She whiz. Of course she did. Jesus well done. Was it easier or harder than the four years of steps previously? <laughs> um, that was a very different experience. Um, I did it because I, I, mean, I did Joseph in the West End after steps, and I was very aware that I didn't know how to use my tools as an actor and a singer, and I wanted to... I guess be respected by my peers and casting directors. Um, so when I auditioned, they knew that I had put in the work and put in my dues rather than just kind of jumping the queue and getting a job because of what I'd done. So that's why I went back to college just to gain, you know, knowledge, um, how to use my tools and respect really. I can't believe that you had to literally take your dad's shoes off his feet and borrow someone's trousers on graduation day because you turned up in jeans and like Timberland boots. I forgot about that. God, you've done your research. Yeah, I did. I just, because I'd never been to a graduation before. I didn't, I didn't know the dress code. So I did. I, I literally had to borrow my dad's shoes. <laughs> I remember that. Aww. I turned up in jeans because I had the, you know, the, the cloak and the mortarboard. Um, because you hire that on the day, and yeah, I forgot about that. God, well done, gee whiz! Yes, it's very good. I, I have, um, I, I have a freakishly small child size head. <laughs> so on my graduation day, um, the the cap didn't fit me at all. It's like it was like ridiculously like. Like it literally was like down past my <laughs> eyes, and um, and I struggled. And people even gave me like pins to try and and clip it in place, and it just didn't. And I looked stupid. So I'm I'm not a hat person. I can't get away with wearing hats unless they are literally. I saw um uh, I saw a Sesame Street bobble hat in ASDA a couple of Christmases ago, and um and I thought that's really cute. I want that, and I put it on. I was like, oh, I bet it won't fit me. And I put it on, and it fit. And I was like, oh my god, a hat that actually fit me. Went to look at what size it was. Eleven to twelve. Three to four. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh, I have a very small head. Um, <laughs> and um, since, um, since graduating, you've um, kept yourself well busy with theatre and panto. Competed in Celebrity Big Brother, which was um, a very pretty controversial year because um, that was the year that Jade Goody and Shilpa Shetty were in the house with you. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, she competed in Dancing on Ice last year. And you also present a weekly show on BBC Radio Wales. Phew. Um, what have you enjoyed the most and what did you learn from it? Oh, my goodness me. I mean, I have many um, 
moments and um, milestones in our careers that I'm super proud of. Um, but I think the one thing that stands out to me as a professional achievement is the first skate on Dancing on Ice. Mm. Just because I had campaigned for that for so long and it's something that, you know, that I really wanted to make happen. And um, when I finally got the green light to be my authentic self on television and to change history and for my children to see me you know, in happy in my own skin, that was just, you know, monumental. So I'm, I'm, that's the one thing that I would, you know, that's ticked my bucket list right at the top. Let's talk about now. You have a new album out, What the Future Holds, part two, which is a follow-up to the record you released last year. So good there was a part two. I mean, gosh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) With 10 new tracks, including your latest single, Take Me For A Ride, which we've just heard a bit of. It's, um, It's great to see your music being more equitable now, shall we say, in terms of the vocals. Oh, explain equitable. More equal. Well, I don't want to say more equal because you've got equal and equitable. Equitable is more fair. Oh, echo- okay, right. Mm. Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting because it's something that it, it means a lot to all of us. And um, I think you're right, you know, that the balance is is a lot more fair, if you want to say, or, or balanced. Um, and, you know, there'd be times where me and the girls, you know, we'll be pushing for the boys to have more vocals. And so... I think it's kind of almost the opposite of what people would perceive. You know, it's not people saying, can I sing this? Can I, you know, we're, we're all very much rooting for each other because we understand that steps have a sound and it's about the five voices. And I do think, you know, when, when we all sing together, we've got such a lovely blend and we've got our own step sound now. So it's really important that, that we embrace that. And I think people are noticing um, definitely that, especially for, you know, someone like Lee, who maybe hasn't sang much over, over, over the years and it's really lovely for him to get that opportunity so we we embrace that so i had um wigfield on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and she spoke about her experience of ageism in the music industry and how she was made to feel too old to release new music but your album last year went to number one in the itunes chart number two in the official chart so clearly there's a demand from your fans for new music but do you feel pressure from the money men um, because the market is young. No, I, I honestly don't think we do. Um, I think, you know, Steps is, you know, we, we have something special and I, I think it's almost ageless, if you like, because our fans are also 20 plus years older. You know, they've, they've grown up with us. And I, I think, you know, the, the music is is youthful and it's about escapism and um, being positive and, you know, including everybody and, so I, I don't think I don't think we we face that. Do you, H? I think we are in a very unique position, whereas our fans have grown up with us. So we never try and be anything that we're not. We you know we've we've never targeted the teen pop market. 
we've always crossed over. And I think that's why we still have longevity in our careers. Whereas a lot of our peers back in the day, their songs, and no offense to them because they're brilliant pop songs, but songs like C'est La Vie, you know, they are directly uh, targeted at teen girls, you know, five, Mm. their image, their songs were very much targeted to teen girls. Whereas we weren't marketed in that way. You know, our songs crossed over to generations and we are still able to do that. So I think that was massively advantageous for us as a group then and now. So, yeah, so our fans have just grown with us and now they bring their kids to the shows. So it's it's a multi-generational experience. Mm. And speaking of shows, you are also going on an 18-date UK arena tour starting in November. But where do you get the energy? I mean, I'm only like about three or four years younger than you. And I'm at a point in my life when I need an afternoon nap most days. Uh, but you've got kids. <laughs> and Lisa, you're running a school as well. How, how do you do it? Yeah. Do, do you know what? I, I think my mum has a lot of energy. Also my, my dad. And I just think I've, I've always well, had. Yeah. yeah, I've always had a lot of energy. I'm, I'm called the whirlwind, you know, in my family. <laughs> my mum's laughing. She's here with me. So um, it's just, you know, I, I, I think generally do have um, a lot of energy, which is great because when when you're in a pop group um you know we're not 20 somethings now and so it's you know it, it is full on and when we when we're going to do a tour or we're doing um you know album promo we're all over the country um it's really exciting and I think that's why we I think we all look really well because we're looking after ourselves we're eating well you know we're exercising and, and that's all part of it we need to be strong there's no alcohol involved at all there's a, no there's never, <laughs> never any, any alcohol what, what is that you speak the, of what is this what is this alcohol <laughs> i've seen h's uh instagram videos of of you getting ripped in the gym recently oh i, I was wondering where that was going <laughs> I was, do you know what I was thinking you were talking about the videos that, that we we record when we're when we're having a future. I thought exactly the same. I was like, you that bitch just put them on Instagram. <laughs> I promise you, I never put them on. I promise you that. No, we 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 do have a laugh. So when we're having a jolly time, because we stay in a hotel when we're working, we're having a jolly time. Usually, Lisa and I in Lisa's room because <laughs> I have the suite. Lisa tends to record. <laughs> Yeah, so if anybody stole Lisa's phone, they'd be in for a treat. Oh, yeah, well, well, let's not encourage that. Let's not. (laughs) With with ABBA's recent return, could we see steps on stage in 30 years as digital avatars, baby, dancing away? I think it's incredible. What what an amazing idea. It's genius. I wish we'd have thought of it. (laughs) It's such a clever idea, especially, you know, unfortunately with the the pandemic. Um, It's really interesting because I think, you know, new new ideas and inventions and people you know are, are coming to light and people are being more creative and ha- having to having to be so so i just think it's it's an amazing idea and i'll be watching it very very closely to see how it's done i think it's wonderful and steps are also appearing on the next season of rupaul's drag race uk as mentors can you give any more detail about what you are doing with the queens i don't think we can only because it's not aired yet but only to say that we are super, I mean, literally, not even super, like stratospherically excited about it. Seriously. <laughs> it is the show that was at the top of my bucket list. Apart from Dancing on Ice, I ticked that one. Now this one, and I can just die happy. It was the show to do. And 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 we had the most 
iconic episode. So I can't really tell you what that is, but we had the best episode to be part of. Okay, we'll wait and see what happens there. So um, just to finish up, I found a bunch of old interviews you did in teen magazines, like Smash Hits, like you mentioned earlier, H. And uh, since we're all about nostalgia here, I am going to recycle a couple of their questions. So clearly these aren't going to be hard hitting, but prepare yourself for complete randomness. (laughs) This first one won't make any sense to anyone under 35, I reckon. But uh, Lisa... Who in the band would you give your last Rolo to? Oh. When was the last time you even had a Rolo? Oh. Do they still sell Rolos? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I still like a Rolo. Well, I, I I would say H, definitely, without even thinking about it. Um, one, because he's always hungry. <laughs> 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 and I, I'm pretty sure I would have said H back in the day. I bet it's the same answer, is it? You are correct. You said H. <laughs> back See? in the day. Oh. <laughs> Do you have the actual answer? Do you have the answer? It was H. You said, you, well, it, she said, Lisa said that she would probably eat the whole pack, but if she had one left, she'd give it to H. Almost an identical oh, answer. Brilliant. I know. How funny. Um, and H, are you still the king of Ribena? Oh, gee whiz. Oh, yes. Didn't, didn't you have a bath in it once, H? Yes. Oh, was that beans? For photo shoot. It was. It was Ribena. You took it in a photo shoot in a bath of Ribena. We made a stupid comment once about Ribena and then they started send, sending us like truckloads of cartons of Ribena. Do you remember? We, we just, we lived they on did. this stuff. But then we said, okay, this is full of sugar. So they en- then send us Ribena light. I remember that. <laughs> I know, it's funny. Why Ribena? I mean, we could have said like Prosecco. <laughs> Not with your squeaky clean pop image, you couldn't have said Prosecco. We can now. <laughs> you had to get Ribena. <laughs> well, that was what you saw. That's what you saw. What happened was very different. Keep saying it, saying it a bit louder. You drink Prosecco all the time now. Maybe someone will send it Te- for you. I drink tequila all the time. You'll get a delivery at your first date in Sheffield in November. Just you wait. To know Genevieve, I, I just did an interview last week where I said we drank Prosecco and had a KFC on the way home, but we only got KFC vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Uh, if you say Nando's next time, they might give you the famed Black Nando's card. Maybe oh. that they say for special people. Hi, Nando's. What is that? I need one. Have you not heard of that? No. It's that special celebrities get given a, a Black Nando's card, which grants you free Nando's whenever you walk into one. Oh, I never knew. Right, let's put it out there. That's that like, on a little cosmic wish list. We'll do that. <laughs> You'll be eating chicken on every tour night, <laughs> every tour day. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa and H, it's been so lovely speaking with both of you. Thank you so much. For oh, you are lovely. Honestly, we've really enjoyed speaking to you too, Genevieve. Thank you, and you've definitely done your research. I love your or your pop knowledge. So you've done a, a, a fantastic job, and um, you know we just want to say thanks to everybody listening, and we hope you enjoy a new album. Thank you. Best of luck with the album and tour. Thank you, lovely. Thank you so much. thanks again to Lisa and H for joining me. Step's new album, What the Future Holds Part 2, is out now on CD, digital download, on vinyl and even cassette. You can also catch them on tour. All the dates and venues are on their website, stepsofficial.co.uk. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Celebrity Catch-Up. As I always say, I know there's lots of podcasts to choose from, so thank you so much for choosing this one. 
If you'd like to support the show, visit the shop at celebritycatchup.com or the support page where you can donate the cost of a coffee or whatever you'd like, which will help pay the running costs and keep the lights on. Big shout out to everyone that's donated recently. I truly appreciate your support. And please don't keep the podcast yourself. Do share it with a friend or on social media so that others can discover and enjoy it too. Hit that follow button, leave a nice review. All that stuff massively helps me out and keeps the podcast going. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>